Hey guys, it's T from TNT La Vida, and it's me again coming to you with another episode. This time, and for the second time, I'm linking back up with my girl T because we are going to be discussing raising young adults. So mm, grab your drinks, get comfortable, stay tuned because you ain't going to want to miss this conversation. Hi, T. How's it going? Girl, I've been having some technical difficulties. <laughs> but all is well. All is well. Yeah. How are you? I'm doing okay. Today was kind of a rough day for me, if I'm going to be honest. If I want to keep it real and 100 up on this podcast, it was really a challenging day. But I got through it. <laughs> You know what? I think we all have challenging days. Um, since we're being honest, I did everything but what I was supposed to do. My homework is sitting on my bed. <laughs> Looking at me. You know, being that it was such a long weekend, because we're barely coming out of the 4th of July weekend, and I had I got out of work early on Friday. Monday I had off. Tuesday I went to work, but they sent me home, and I didn't do anything about what I'm supposed to do outside of my work stuff so I went back to work today and it was kind of like a blah day and then when I came home it just trickled into a blah evening so it is what it is yep adulting is hard adulting is hard and while we're on the subject of adulting Let's talk about um, our topic for today, which is raising young adults. Yeah. So like I said in the intro, today T and I are going to, we're linking up again to discuss raising young adults. So T, if you don't mind, if you want to share just a tad bit about your young adult, and then I'll go into, you know, letting them know about my young adult. So take it away. Epic fail. Or maybe not epic, but, you know, every conversation ends with mom. (laughs) And let's be, if we're being honest, you know, I have more than one young adult because um, I practically raised a sibling of mine who is relatively young, probably about three, I think three years older than my young adult. So I still have, you know, him that I'm helping with in some way, shape or form. If he calls me for emergencies, you know, I come, but you know, I've got a young adult. She is a young lady, um, 20. I don't, I don't be remembering because then I'd be aging myself, but she's 20 and she's struck out there on her own and has determined to, find her way and she kind of fell into a really hard spot as far as the economy concerned is because she graduated with COVID. COVID was the year of her graduation so she did not get to walk her traditional line even though she worked really hard for that. Graduation was you know a drive-through experience and then she did not get to go straight to her preferred college like she had planned on. She had to stay at home and wait for the campus to open up. And then when it finally did happen, um, you know, she changed her mind about stuff. 
And so now here we are trying to guide and mentor. And I say those words because it's kind of hard to boss around a child from afar. <laughs> they kind of, you have to relinquish that, you know, at some point, some earlier than others, but especially when you drop them off at college, you really have to say, you know, I hope I did a good job. I hope I raised a good person. I hope that I gave them as much wisdom and information that I possibly could to prepare them in the best way that I could for this sometimes cruel world. And yeah, that's all I got. How about you? <laughs> I have two young adults because they are 13 months apart. So one was right behind the other one. Um, my oldest is going to be 21 this year. And like yours, uh, he ventured off, uh, went to college, um, had a successful year at college, but then COVID hit. And he just was very honest with me. And he told me, I just cannot do this online stuff. I need structure. I need to go to school. I'm, you know, going to take the semester off. And as a mom, I was kind of like, Ugh, you know, like COVID just threw everybody for a loop. You know, we all had to readjust our lives. So um, he has yet to go back to college. He is trying to go back hopefully this semester, but it is what it is. Um, I do have a 19 year old that's going to be 20, still lives at home, not in no type of hurry to move out. Um, he does work, um, but he, uh, you know, he doesn't drive, but he walks to work every day and he's okay with that. So I have one that lives out of the house and one that lives at home. So you had um, wrote down this thing on here that said, that says we conceived, carried, nurtured, and then raised them. It's only natural that they would then go and leave the nest or did they? So <laughs> my, one of mine did and one of mine did not. So I'm like dabbling in between two worlds of, raising an adult out of the house and then raising a young adult that lives at home so i'm being challenged with both because you know, like i think that there's no right or wrong way there's no manual we don't get you know a script that outlines which way to do anything and i think we have mentioned before, um, I think it's a book, but I think they ended up turning it into a movie. It's called um, Failure to Launch. <laughs> oh, yes. And there are just some who aren't really ready to go. And back it up. Let's back it up. Let's, let's look at, let's look at, you know, government-wise, they want to say that an adult is 18 years of age. Okay. I say that that's crocobaloney. I'm still growing up, but <laughs> science tells us that an adult brain isn't fully developed until between the ages of 25 and 26. At yeah. that point, you know, basic skills are expected to be secured and people are better in a mindset to focus on their more 
stable and or long-term areas and or figured out what it is they are interested in and maybe want to strike out and pursue. At 18, 19, 20, and 21, they're still trying to figure out who they are. They're still trying to, you know, experience life and meet people and develop their social dynamics um, junior high and high school are kind of the beginning parts of that but you know even when we're even when they're at home and we have those opportunities to see them every day and every night and ask them how was their day and who they hung out with parenting in general but parenting young adults more specifically is very stressful we have a lot less control it's way more hands-off yeah. seems like there are so many more things for them to participate and get involved in. Yeah. You know, but that's, but we should be, we should be giving them the opportunity to experience life on their terms and make their own good and bad choices. That's, that's what we did, right? Yeah. Yeah. And going back to you saying that science states and has proven through research that um, the mind does not develop fully until they're in their, you know, 25 years old. Um, You know, I've studied that. I I know that's true. You know, that's true. Um, And I think it's a little bit unfair that the government posts those age limits to what is grown and what is not because these kids at 18 in their mind, they think, I just want to be 18 so I can move out and do my own thing, like an average person, right? The average kid. Um, and I know it goes back to different things that happens at home. Like, I'm out of here, you know? Yeah. I get that. But, you know, I talk to people and they, you know, they tell me just what you said. They're, you know, they're going to, he's going to be ready when he's ready. He's going to do things when he knows it's time to do things. And he does. And I started to see that. So um, it's just, I think as parents, it's, well, I'm going to speak for myself. And my opinion is it's harder for us to kind of let go because this world is kind of, it's cruel, you know, they're going to have to learn the hard way if they go. So I think as a parent, it was harder for me to cut the cord for my oldest one to leave. And even when my young, my 19 year old was gonna leave, I was like, wait, maybe he's gonna go. Like, I'm gonna have two out. Like, what am I gonna do? You know, it's, it, it turns into a different type of stress. Cause like you said, we don't have that control. Yeah. I think culturally there are a lot of different atmospheres that look at it differently. But I can think of um, some more stricter Hispanic cultures some um, Indian cultures, some Asian cultures where you stay at home until you are married. (laughs) You stay at home until you have moved into that next step of your life. And, you know, maybe your parents have control of your money or maybe you're taking that time to just really bank it. But predominantly you're living at home. You're staying under your parents' roofs until you reach that next step um, and then breaking away from that mold is considered taboo or it's really frowned upon because you know maybe it is unsafe or considered um, inappropriate for a young lady to live away from home and some sons live at home for a very long time until they get married and they have their mother's 
who are still cooking for them and cleaning for them and helping them with their um, daily responsibilities and maybe they're focusing on their career and getting themselves established. So I think that here um, in the United States, there is kind of this mindset of, you know, you're going to get the boot. It's time for you to leave the nest, go fly the coop. But, you know, to some discredit, because some of our young people, they're not being educated in finance or, you know, appropriate social skills or how to maintain a household. You know, there are a lot of things involved with going out to get your own apartment, getting a job and maintaining healthy references, you know, just keeping a regular schedule and managing school and work and so on and so on. I think you had a situation where you were mentoring um, about purchasing a car and how that situation was. And you, you had to teach and educate and provide information and then, you know, watch it blow up and, <laughs> you know, sweep up the pieces and help piece it back together. I have to learn. And I think this can help any parents out there is that we have to understand that um, we have to understand that we have to give our children time. You know, it's different. It's a different time. They didn't grow up where we grew up. We need to, um, we need to approach the situation differently than maybe we did or how, because the world is different. Like these kids are dealing with, COVID and they're dealing with inflation and they're dealing with all these things that, I mean, kids, like they have to, they have to get like two jobs just to survive if they're going to be out there, you know? So knowing that um, your kid can be 18, but keeping them home to, um, to teach them those adult things. And who knows, they, you know, my son may have to stay here until he's 25 until he's fully developed <laughs> to then move on, you know? Who knows? But I think we have to, as parents, think of um, a different way to approach our young adult children because we need to um, understand that they are adults and the law sees them as adults and um, we need to parent differently when they turn They can get out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we have because, uh, you know, you're, I don't know if you're like me, but I want my kids to come back to see me, to visit me. You know, I don't want, you know, to, to not. <laughs> no, I hear you. I hear you. I want to be a good yaga or some gibberish like that. I think it's all and um, some information that I looked up, talked about a couple different things to help you with raising young adults, help us. And one of the key things on there, and this is not just raising young adults, this is just in general, is having straightforward boundaries and conversations. You know, obviously, young children, you have to tailor the conversation to fit the mindset or the mentality. But with young adults, they're out there in the world. They're out there experiencing life raw and uncut. So there might be a little bit... Um, less gentleness about your approach as far as the way you're going to give it to them. But boundaries, you know, definitely lay out there, you know, this is our home. We worked very hard 
to be able to have this home. You know, of course, we want you to stay here and feel like this is a safe place for you to be while you continue growing in your young adultness. But also you need to respect the space and you don't necessarily need to be in a rush to, you know, move out. Obviously, there are some things that you might want to engage in that you can't bring home, but that's part of you navigating your life and figuring out what's healthy and unhealthy. Right. And, and they also, we have to say it in a way that, um, we're their parent and we're telling them like it is. And when they go out there to the world, nobody has any emotional tie to them. You know, they don't, you are going to encounter much more than what we're giving you. So we're just preparing you, you know? And, um, you know, with my oldest son, you know, he, like I say, he's going to be 21 and he's finally realizing, you know, the things that we did and, you know, why we did them. And, you know, when he needs, when we're too much or I'm giving him too much advice that he doesn't feel comfortable with, you know, he'll just say, I got to go. And, you know, I know that he's hopefully internalizing it, but we respect each other. And he's like, okay, I'll talk to you later. And I don't hear from him for a day or two. <laughs> <laughs> but he always comes back. What, which one is it? One of them lets you rub their back or something. <laughs> Hey, they always come back. They always know. And I think that's the, I think that's the safe part about us being their parents because they know that we might give them something that they necessarily don't want to hear in that moment. And they might, you know, think they want to talk crazy or tell us they don't want to hear that or something but they also know that it's still a safe place and we love them unconditionally and they can come home always. Hopefully they do. Um, and that, you know, we do want to provide them with that real honest answer, but also include some safety and some security and some love in there. And right. so that, that, that's the hard part of parenting. And that's, you know, where as we're parenting these young adults and providing them with mentorship and wisdom and talking to them about, you know, our situation and things that we experienced and not because we want them to live our life, not because we want them to do things that we did or didn't do, but maybe to give them you know, a little bit more insight and say, Hey, I've been through this. Right. Here, here are some options. Here are some ideas. Here are some, you know, things that I have seen and maybe they can take heed to that and hopefully not make the same mistakes, make some mistakes of their own, but hopefully not the same ones that we did. <laughs> right. Oh, please don't make the same ones. I did. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I've heard you talk before about, you know, um, this light bulb effect that happened for your mother where she just kind of was always, always saying, you know, I can't wait till you have kids or, you yeah. know, one day you'll know why I did this. And you said, um, if you want to share a little bit about that. Yeah. So the one thing that for sure is going to happen, because um, I'm, I, experience this in real life is that 
parenting in general is hard, right? Like you said, it doesn't come with the manual. Parenting young adults is even harder. So I remember driving down the, the highway and calling my mom and just sobbing to her on the phone. And she was like, you know, consoling me. And I was telling her some stuff that was going on with my oldest son and how I was just upset about it. Apparently I was crying. I was very emotional. And I just told her, and I was even angry at times in the conversation. I even told her like, Oh mom, like (laughs) forgive me for everything I ever did to you when I was growing up because I did not realize how horrible it is to feel not knowing or hearing from your child. You know, I'm sorry for everything I put you through. I'm sorry that I kept you up late at night, not knowing where I was at. I am so sorry. And she was just like, you could just hear this, the big sigh in her a relief. Like she finally 30 something years later, was <laughs> oh, she, you know, this is why I did what I did. So it will come to us too, you know, like, we'll be like, oh my God, thank God. Like, this is everything that I've been parenting for, you know, that it worked or they're aware, you know? And I remember that day, like it was yesterday. Yeah. It was, it was a revelation. (laughs) And she didn't laugh at you. (laughs) And, you know, That's wonderful that she could feel empathy and, you know, relay and maybe give you an honest answer about her experiences. Yeah. And, you know, I guess I learned um, that from her. You know, I learned um, how to communicate and how to share wisdom and, and guidance. That's one word that when you were going through, you know, the words, you know, I, I thought about guidance, like our role as a parent is now to guide our children through life, you know, to listen to their stories and guide them. And I think I shared with you once before, and I think parents should think of this too, when they're having, when their kids turning 18 is that we spent 18 years being their parents, being their and uh, enforcer, their disciplinary action person. And now it's time that we can now move into that parent friendship role where we can just listen and, and do all those things like you mentioned. And I remember when my son turned 18, I said, I, I've always looked forward to this where I can now be your friend and your mom at the same time. You know, still hold you accountable to tell you when you're messing up and when you're not doing it right and when you need to get your act together, but I can do it with grace and love and more like, I'm just coming to you to kind of like an equal level playing field, you know? So, yeah. Do you feel like that's working for you guys? I think so because every child's different, right? they all have different personalities. So I think going through them being young, you try different tactics, like what will work for you probably won't work for their brothers. Um, so everybody, I approached it differently. So with my oldest son, we were all clashing 
And so now that he's older and I've took that approach, we've gotten so much closer and he calls me and he cries on the phone with me and he tells me all the cheese, you know, and all the gossip and <laughs> guess what happened today at the gym and stuff. So it has worked for us, you know, it has worked for us in a sense that he did listen, you know, some of the praises that I'm going to say is that, you know, he paid his car off, you know, so he learned something. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> so those little things, um, as a parent, you sit back and you have to think like, we're making progress, you know, it's working. That approach might not work for my little one or for my middle one, but it definitely works for my older one. He likes his space and I respect it. So can you say that your approach is more geared toward I know we talked about respect and honoring the different choices and the different lifestyles that our kids are choosing for themselves, um, approaching things with wisdom and not so much criticism, um, doing it with love and listening, not lecturing. Do you think that that is behavior, some of your behaviors, no. Some of the things that you are seeing as far as growth for your young person, is it due to that wisdom or is it due to the modeling of adult behavior from you and, you know, your husband and or other healthy adults? Is he seeing these things or is it because you have said them and said them and said them and they've kind of been drilled into his head? <laughs> um. So I think it's a little bit of both. Um, the approach I'm taking is, is it's a little bit of both. You know, it's my behavior. I think as adults and as parents, sometimes we can have this perceived notion that we're the parent and no matter how old our children is, we're going to be that parent. We're going to tell you and it's our, it's our position to always parent you in a in a parental manner, like, you know, and so I've had to step back. And um, one thing is humble myself before my children and say, I'm sorry, you know, I didn't, I know, and this comes through education and through just awareness, self-awareness, um, my own biases and judgments that I've had within myself to approach situations differently um, is I'm sorry. I screwed up, you know, you know, it happens. You don't come with a manual. You don't come with a, a, a guidebook. It's, I'm, I am sorry. And so I did that multiple times and that, and also that's, so that's not only my behavior and then also um, the, the whole wisdom, you know, the whole sh just giving it to them over and over and over again. <laughs> them in different ways that will click using different verbiage, different terminology, um, different scenarios. You know, you have, I had to learn how to rephrase words so that he, it wouldn't be offensive or like if I'm judging because it all also comes with respect. You know, you move into that, to that sphere, that sphere of now it's mutual respect. You know, you're a young adult. I'm going to model my behavior. If, I, if I'm going to want respect, I'm going to have to show you respect. And just because you're my child doesn't mean I don't have to. 
you know, or I, sh- you know, vice versa. Yeah. I'm just going to soak all that in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to soak it all in. Um, and I really do love everything that you shared. I, I cannot say to you, um, I think I started off with epic fail, but you know, that's just me feeling this emotion of watching not a train wreck, you know, but watching a train move in slow motion towards a destination that I'm not really sure of mm-hmm. and wanting to kind of control the situation, but having to recognize that I shouldn't and I really can't. Right. And you- so um, you- I love what you shared about humbling yourself because that's a really human response of saying I'm sorry I'm I made mistakes I am not perfect and you know although I am your mother I am I continue to fail often and I'm sorry so that's really human and wonderful that you felt free and safe enough to want to even share that with your children. Yeah. And it takes, and it takes a lot because for me, I didn't want, I don't like feeling like a failure. And I know I've shared that before with, with you and with our listeners is that um, I don't like feeling like a failure, but it's inevitable. We learn, we grow from it. Um, but going back to what you said, like that one key word to me stood out where you're like, you didn't, it's like you don't have control of the situation. And have you ever tried to maybe talk to her and say, because it's a relationship, right? And relationships take work. So I'm bad ever, at those too. <laughs> we're all bad at those, girl. I'm not even here. I was telling my husband some stuff. <laughs> Mine went to the gym. That's his safe space. <laughs> but saying and honestly, and it's maybe a form of humbling yourself. Like, listen, I, I'm feeling this type of way because I feel like I don't have control over your situation. I want to keep you safe. I want to keep you from that train wreck. And the way I'm approaching you is from this control approach. And it's not working. So I'm sorry. What do we do? You know, how, how do we, how do we work together? Cause we're a team still, because they're going to come back and they're going to ask us for stuff or they're going to need something. So we're still a team, you know, we're still working towards something. That's very true. I love you that. Know. You know what? I feel like I just interviewed you. Hey. <laughs> and, I, and I think, um, I heard it somewhere. It's like, we move in, like, we're not a parent, so we're a team now. Like, they need to, they're partners in this relationship, you know? Oh, that's a good one. And you know what else that I have learned is that I need to be not so quick to rescue, that I got to let them fall a little bit and not make their emergencies my emergencies because... You know, one, I'm not right there with them. Mm-hmm. I cannot always drop what I'm doing and come because they're on the side of the road 
because their car broke down or whatever. I may try and think that I'm actually doing something, but especially where I am, my young adult is away from home, like hours, not mm -hmm. even states, just hours. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't just run every time, you know, she says, mama, you know, what do I do? I've got to give her the room to kind of work through some of that and maybe provide just some information and then follow up because that's part of her learning how to make her way is kind of meeting those little emergencies along the way. I mean, obviously huge life emergencies, you know, you got to do what you got to do. You know, I got to, I got to go. Bye. But <laughs> Uh, mommy will be right there. But, you know, some of those littler emergencies, like, you know, how do I find the urgent care or the doctor's office, gauging, you know, the situation and then helping them kind of work through that. Because in my profession as a nurse or as a mother of however many children, I'm quick to want to just fix the problem and put a bandaid on it and keep pushing because we've got other things to do. But she's got to learn to navigate some of those things on her own. And so I'm learning that I need to, I need to kind of let them all kind of fill some of these situations out. Yeah. And you're doing a great job. You're, you're taking the approach where you're like, like you said, I'm going to, I'm going to guide you, right? Those, that word again, we're going to guide each other. You're, we're going to guide you. This is what you do. And you're going to give them that guidance and you're going to let them do what they need to do with that. And if they, they have free will and if they choose not to go that route and they still maybe talk to their friends or other people to tell them what they want to hear, then let that be. And as, as more, as much as we, the more we do it as parents, the easier it will become, you know, and that's how we teach our children life skills from afar. You know, my, my son's not far, as far as your daughter, but he's still far enough um, where, yeah, I had to learn that too. Because then it it, it kind of sends me for a loop too. Like I'm at work, I have to leave, I have to do this. But no, we can't be doing that anymore. We have to keep our sanity too. We have other children to raise. And yeah, you know, so yeah, you're, you're learning and that's good. You, do you think that maybe that's some unlayering that maybe you need to do within yourself. Like that's because that's what you've always known how to do, you know? Yes, Just definitely. You know, I always say I'm perfectly imperfect. So I'm very much still a work in progress. And this has been a huge transition for me. And I like the things that you shared with me. I'm going to have to go back and re-listen and take some notes and, you know, call my baby up and be like, hello, daughter. <laughs> to be like, oh, what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, you know, maybe approach the situation as like, I'm going to be real. Like, your mama doesn't have it all together. And I'm, and I'm okay with that. You know? Okay. So here's what we'll do. Here's what we do. Okay. Yeah. Here's what we going to do. So I'm going to wear some spy gear and I'm going to put that in my ear. You just go ahead and give me the words, okay? I don't work well under pressure. <laughs> I'll just tell you right there. <laughs> I'll, like, oh, I'll come get you. 
going to go together. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you know, um, raising young adults is hard, but it can be fun. You grow in a different, you grow in a different way where you're going to enjoy each other and you're going to, you know, cry together and, and just enjoy each other's company. So what are, what are three practical things that we've learned so far that we can share with whoever's listening um, for when they move into raising young adults? So uh, I'm going to say boundaries. I'm just going to keep that one. You can give all the rest of them. But... Boundaries is good, right? So those boundaries. boundaries. Are good. <laughs> Letting them know that, hey, you're a young adult. I'm your parent, but these are my boundaries. Yeah. You don't care, so you don't make the rules. <laughs> um. um, I think my practical, my practical, you know, thing is just relearn different verbiage. You know, um, wisdom, guidance, um, teamwork, you know, respect, use different verbiage, humble yourself before your children. So that's my practical approach. And third, what would you say? Love. Yeah. Do everything in love. Do it all with love. Do it all with love. So boundaries, change your verbiage, love, do everything in love. And hey, read some books, you know, read some books about parenting young adults and, you know, do some research and, you know, go from there. If you want to help a friend that's different culture than yours, you know, maybe pick up a book at the library or online that talks about different cultures and how they parent so that you can know how to approach the situation and take account their culture so that maybe you can advise them in a way that includes their cultural, like cultural awareness, you know? Yeah. So, you know, because I think the more diverse friends you have, the better we can all be as human beings in this world. Yes, ma'am. All with love. So that is our wrap up today. That is our episode on raising young adults to the best of our knowledge um you can catch us on instagram at tnt la vida um if you listen to this episode share it on your um social media platforms tag us in that and um you know shoot us a message if you have any suggestions on what we could talk about we really love that you listened share 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 and give us reviews if you can thank you again yes and if you have any input on how to help me raise my young adult, please send me a personal email because I need all the help I can get. <laughs> all right, T, it was nice chatting with you. I'll see you next time. <laughs>